I disagree a pretty decent amount, actually. I think that a balanced meta... I'm at a hype. I am Ecore 100, my friend Venga Dragon. How's it going, Venga? I'm doing awesome, man. Great to be here with you again tonight. What's up, brother? Let's do this. Yeah, let's. Um, I'm actually really excited to talk about a lot of this stuff, right? Because, like, the new expansion has been, like, teased a little bit. We know some of the cards. Obviously, we don't have, like, a ton of information on things like Mercenaries um, or, like, the core set or a ton of the cards. But we got a little bit of information. And the thing I want to focus on is just the new keyword and the schools for um, the different spells. So what do you think about that? I just want to hear your initial thoughts on each of those things. Yeah, I, I think the, the schools thing is is really cool because I do, like we've talked many times about this, is class identity is important to me. And this mm -hmm. is kind of more into that, like, that idea that there are schools and, and it's sort of like, I like categorization and it's kind of cool. It also makes for a little bit of, like, different classes actually having some kind of rivalry between the two. So I'm kind of enjoying that as far as the that goes i think it's pretty neat and it's something that we we kind of have seen in the past but we kind of like they're really got going all in with this one so i'm kind of excited about that yeah and what about frenzy just get frenzy. both of them out of the way yeah well frenzy is, is like for example and i'll put this card up there for everybody because i know you guys uh requested well let's look at blade master samaru right and the frenzy thing is is when the I guess you deal damage equal to this minion's attack to all enemy minions. So that's kind of a cool thing. Frenzy is is like kind of the same thing as almost like a spell burst, but without the extra mana cost. So for me, that was that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got a it's got a unique trigger that's not like a battle cry or a death rattle, and I've always found those kind of things interesting. Um. But yeah, just in terms of my own thoughts about this stuff, I think that what you said about class identity is actually really important, um, and it's something that I feel like should have existed for a long time. Like, obviously, the classes have their identities right now to some extent, but I think that having these um, spells and this, these spell schools will just solidify that. Like, Arcane, that's definitely going to be like a mage thing. Fell, Warlock, and Demon Hunter um nature druid and shaman holy obviously that's that's going to be priest frost probably mage i don't think there are any other frost cards i feel like there are a couple of other ones like in shaman i guess which could happen yeah. um and i just think that this is going to be really really cool because their their thought process is not only more identity but they want to have the for their um which is this is what they said they wanted to have interesting spell mechanics without worrying too much about balance um because now some powerful spells can be tied to specific schools and it's basically just to increase like synergies between um certain cards and increase just that without having to worry about balancing everything they can just balance like a certain school that has a certain um play style or balance a certain card that synergizes with a certain school and it'll definitely just improve hearthstone as a whole because it'll add not only an extra depth but another thing that could potentially be balanced just to like narrow in on a potential problem 
And I just think that it's super cool in general. Like, I'm excited for all of these, for the, for the schools. Yeah. I, well, I want to build a nature deck, a holy deck. As a content creator, now this gives me a whole extra set of things that I can make. Like, instead yeah. of it being, like, you know, just burn mage, I can make it arcane mage, and then I can make a fire mage, then I can make a frost mage, and just have, like, a whole new set of things all revolving around different spell schools and synergies and stuff. Yeah. The I'm totally with you on that. And one of the things, like, any quick changes that they can make to the meta during the, when it's going, and, and like, to Hearthstone in general, like, if what I'm saying is, say the meta is imbalanced or there's problematic cards or whatever, and if this gives the Hearthstone and Blizzard the ability to change quickly and react quickly to the comments and our concerns as players... That's a great thing for the game. That's a great thing for us as players. And so that's exciting for me. And that's like also kind of the interesting thing that we talk about on the show that others don't. And that's kind of the marketing aspect. It really it touches on customer service a little bit, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So if they have those yeah. quick changes, boom, we can we can get back to you know playing well or you know, having good games and it kind of shows that Hearthstone would be able to be listening to us. So I'm 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 really up for that. And I'm all for that kind of stuff too. Like just better customer service from Blizzard in general and really appealing to the the audience is something that I feel like Blizzard should be doing. And I think that they're getting better at it. Obviously, there was a pretty long period of time where everybody was frustrated with Blizzard and what they were doing. But I think as of recently, there have been some good deals, some cool like game modes and just announcements that have come out. They've been a little bit more transparent with the things that they've been trying to do. Um, And all these things combined, I think, make for a better just customer and player experience. Not to mention the fact that they can, like I was going to do with my own content, another marketing thing is they can market these new um, spell schools, potentially. And I think that not only will this help already existing players, but this will potentially bring back players because of all of the stuff that Blizzard has been doing recently and people might be interested to come back. It'll attract new players and everybody just in general will be happy with, with what's going on. Uh, Obviously, Blizzard can screw this up, but <laughs> as of right now, they seem to be going down a pretty solid path, in my opinion. Yeah, and the thing is is that I like about this as well is, is that... It's to make note that this isn't just a new set of cards. They talk mm-hmm. about that the cards are going to be retroactively getting a spell yeah. school deck. And that's just like, mm-hmm. that's cool. So you have like factions and things that like could go. And like you said, it opens up these, this different idea of making archetypes and stuff like that. And as Hearthstone has evolved, I remember there when you first first like looked at it there wasn't really many archetypes like now there's so many different archetypes and stuff but Mm -hmm. they've been around so long so that in some ways they're kind of getting sort of stale but the creators and the people who make decks and stuff are so good at just figuring out these cool archetypes and and just like creating new things it's sometimes that hearthstone itself doesn't know what will happen when they throw the machine out in front of all these brilliant people that are playing this game so yeah those like it is kind of fun i know that i know that sucks sometimes when the nerfs come in and like this card should be 
should be nerfed. But there is a, I think there's a secret part of me that's like, oh God, this deck is so broken. It's disgusting. I hate playing against it. And then hearing the news that it got changed and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. It, it actually is kind of fun to hear the news and, you know, get invent a little bit, you know, about the imperfections of the game. But once you get it to a balanced point, then of course, then the game becomes fun as well. And and so there's two types of fun that I have, like, you know, seeing the broken stuff, seeing how the content creators like us, especially guys like you and Zeddy and people who like complain and get crazy and like, are like, you gotta be kidding me. It's just, it's fun. There's some fun to it. Little, yeah. You know? So. And then when Blizzard actually like fixes it, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, they listened. They, we made they, a difference. Yes, we yeah. So they have, they have listened. But there's an interesting point that I want to bring up too, is that I, I was reading on Twitter. I don't remember exactly who it was, but somebody had said that a balanced meta isn't always a fun meta. What are your thoughts on that? Um. I disagree a pretty decent amount, actually. I think that a balanced meta... Well, like I said, it it, it kind of depends on what you mean by balance. Like, does balance mean that, like, nothing feels too broken? Or does balance mean, like, there's just a wide variety of decks because nothing is broken? Or is it that, like, there are five main decks and none of them are ridiculously broken and they're all balanced in their own way? Yeah. And I think that if it was just five decks that were balanced, it wouldn't be that fun. Because you want to have some broken stuff. But personally, if the meta was balanced and, like, every single class had one or two decent decks because everything was perfectly balanced, I feel like that would be a much more fun meta. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not more fun, but definitely still fun, if not just in a different way, because it wouldn't be as, like, crazy as the meta we have right now with stuff going left and right, like ridiculous combos or stealth rogue killing you in five turns or whatever. If everything was perfectly balanced... um. You wouldn't get as frustrated. Maybe it wouldn't be as fun, but, like, I guess there wouldn't be as high highs, but there also wouldn't be as low lows, and I think the average fun would be about the same. It would just, like, narrow the scope a little bit, so it would be lower highs, but also higher lows, so it wouldn't be, like, as frustrating when you lose, because it's like, okay, that's pretty balanced, and if you win, you didn't win in some crazy way, but you still won and you get the satisfaction of winning, especially if it was like a close game or something. So yeah. I think that a balanced meta is better than an, un- like, and I think that it has the potential to still be fun, if not more fun, but it's definitely up to, this This is a subjective thing for sure. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you did mention there's different types of balances, right? There, one could be another balance that is, could be, or imbalanced could be that everybody's playing rogue or everybody's playing shaman, right? And so I don't remember, I don't really know what the modus operandi behind what the guy was tweeting. I didn't, I have no idea what their, what their motive was for the tweet. But when I read it, I said, I just said interesting and I just wanted to find out about it. But it did, you were the one that sparked that thought. Like, what does a, a balanced meta mean? Does it mean, everything is 50 50 and like some classes aren't overly powerful or they're not a lot of broken cards. Does I, I interject, does that mean that everybody there's 10 classes, everybody's playing them 10% each. Is that what a balanced meta means? So I guess we'll put that one to the audience. It's a good question to ask everybody who's listening and watching. If you get to this point in the video or on wherever you are on our podcast, 
you know, feel free to make a comment and say a balanced meta to me is this, because I'd certainly like to hear it because sometimes it's like one of those buzzwords. You just hear the words being thrown out there and you have no idea what people are really thinking about it. And you're like balance. Yeah. Yeah. I know what balance is, but like, do we like all of our definitions of balance uniform kind of. It's like to use an analogy, right? You can scream balance at a child on a bicycle when they're learning how to ride a bicycle, but if they don't know what balance means, they just don't know what that what mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> yes, balance, right? But they just don't tech, Oh my gosh. They don't, Imagine just screaming at your kid, balance. 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 balance and the kid's you, like, "I don't know what you're telling what me does to balance do. Mean? I don't know." What kind of what are you talking about? What do you mean balance? <laughs> right? So that's yeah. kind of like one of the things that is interesting because words have have meanings that uh, also they have different in this case they have different meanings for many different people and so yeah i think this is a cool uh, comment thing so make your comments if if you can because that does actually help out the channel and and ecor always appreciates that because i know that he replies (laughs) to every single one of you when he's sleeping as well too in That's between. not necessarily true. With school, it's yeah. definitely gotten busy. I put a lot of time into the streaming, the editing, and then posting. Mm. I kind of just, I sometimes fall behind in the comments. So I apologize if that ends up happening, but I try my best. You see, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to not get him. I'm trying to pull him from under the bus and he throws himself back under. So. I throw myself back under. I don't want to lie to you guys. I'm not going to lie and say I'll respond to every comment. I feel like I'll respond to maybe 60%. Yeah. Now he's. But there'll be a good. Now it's honest Abe in the building. It's a, you know, Ecor is like the most honest person on the planet. You see how he does it? It's so transparent. That's just awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so what else we got to talk about in this new craziness that's going on or lack of craziness or this balance? What's up with the the thing? Um, well, there were two more things I want to talk about. Frenzy and the upgrading of spells. Um and I'll just talk about Frenzy real quick, because I think that it's a pretty cool mechanic um, with the fact that if your thing takes damage and doesn't die, it gets an effect. And I always like, excuse me, having an effect that is that has a different trigger other than just on play or on death. I liked Spellburst. I think Spellburst combined with Coin is a little bit broken, and that's, that could be a topic for another day, should Coin be a spell. Um, but... Other than that, there haven't really been that many, like, extra triggers. So, I mean, obviously there's some, and there's, like, Enrage, but they took Enrage out, right? Like, Enrage is no longer a keyword. So, Frenzy is kind of, like, new Enrage, but it's not, like, while you're damaged, it gets an effect. It's, like, when this is damaged, it gets a one-time effect. Well, um, it's quicker. Wait, actually, it might not be a one-time effect. I think it every time, like, the one guy you're talking about, the Blade Master, if you rush in and he survives damage, and then he rushes in, or and then he attacks again and survives his damage again, I think it'll activate more than once. So you could potentially give him, like, Wind Fury or something, and he could pop off. Yep. Well, it says, I'm just reading off the off of the article that was provided on Jinx.tv, and mm-hmm. it says that, it is a one-time effect, but a very powerful one. Oh. So use it wisely. Okay. So it is one time. Okay. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. I was thinking if it activates more than once, that would be kind of broken. So I'm I'm glad that you clarified that because yeah. having it only activate once is still going to be strong. Um, and yeah, I think it's a pretty. I just think it's a cool ability. I think that at least right now the cards that they released seem a little bit lackluster. The peon, which is a two mana two three frenzy, add a random spell from your class to your hand, and then the um. 
the Razor Main Raider, which is a 5-mana five 5-6 five, frenzy attack a random enemy. I feel like those seem pretty weak, but the ones that have Rush, Frenzy and Rush, I feel like is going to be a very dangerous, very powerful combination. Um, and obviously, Frenzy without Rush will be at least okay, but... Yeah, I think the frenzy with rush will be stronger, and it's interesting because a lot of the rush minions or a lot of the frenzy minions have more health than attack right now. Yeah, or have some sort of like thing that'll give them more health after taking damage. So I think it's pretty interesting. I like this new um, mechanic. I think I think it'll be fun. Yeah, the thing that's cool too is, is what you're seeing when you see the forget Razor Main Raider, but let's like Blade Master Samaro and also Druid of the the planes which is two cards that just mm-hmm. i've seen those two cards like they promote uh something more of like winning the board uh, they kind yes, of that's another thing right that i so, wanted to talk about you know so oh my goodness this could be a whole other topic for another video definitely oh will, my goodness definitely should be but it's just let's let's say that for it looks like it's a step in the right direction there's something to be said about it and if you think about it too the going back with the new with the with the standard you know like the old school one where you could play like hearthstone the way it was when it first came out and hearthstone when it first came out was very much like the arena right it was just like winning the board playing kind of yeah. mid-rangey type of stuff and being able to kind of out- i miss that man play. yeah and you know what so having seen what we've seen now with the frenzy and then the, that you can win a board and then them also giving the evidence that they're going to go back to that classic format where it was Hearthstone was like it was when it first came out. It looks like they're actually trying to go towards more of a mid-range archetype and get rid of some of these OTKs, which everybody does love a good OTK once in a while, but they get old really quickly. Yeah, and they're like like five in the meta right now. Yeah. Like the, I think it's like one of the most, it goes aggro, then OTK, yep. then control in terms of like different kinds of decks or popularity of different kinds of decks like there's otk demon hunter obviously there's silas warrior otk there is um there is an uh, mazaki mage otk there's um there's a quest shaman otk there are probably a couple other otks that i'm not remembering just off the top of my head like it's like they're just so many yeah it's like that minute that you realize you're up against silas warrior and you're like you know, you know, and you're like, what's his win condition going to be? And then he drops it, and you're like, well, okay, yeah. I just took 36 damage from armor. That Okay, yeah. GG, well played. Okay, exactly, or 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 like, you don't even need him to drop it. You realize, you're like, uh, oh my goodness, he's got 70 armor, and it's Silas Warrior. <laughs> like, yeah. what, how, am I, how am I winning here? Like, how do you beat that? How do you win? Bulwark. And it's just not that interactive, personally. I, yeah. I like fighting for the board because it's like you're constantly trading, thinking about what to do, um, as opposed to, like, OTK Demon Hunter, which is just, like, you almost never get a board to stick, and the only way you win is if they screw it up or they just don't have the perfect removal on that turn, and then you just slam them. The like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate it. I hate it. It's a it's a fun, good deck, and it requires a lot of skill, but playing against it is just so uninteractive. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it, is, it is basically the, in, in the Demon Hunter OTK, misclick is your best friend. That's all you yeah, have to like, do. <laughs> so. I've had, I've had a misclick before. <clears throat> like, he wanted, I don't know. He wanted to I-beam his own minion, 
and he accidentally I-beamed his Ilganoth instead of a Morg Artificer, <laughs> and he didn't kill me, and then I ended up winning the game because yeah. he couldn't kill me off, and then I just I just won. It was kind of dumb, but, like, literally one of my wins against that deck is literally because he misplayed and probably tried to go too fast or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like OTKs. Well, again, one or two OTKs out of the blue, somebody coming up with a cool combo is fun. But having like every third deck you play against be an OTK of some kind is just is just much. And fighting for the board with frenzy will be way more fun in my opinion. Yeah, this is like one of my favorite things about Ecor is just like when he gets out of terror, he's like he just starts real like he's like, well, I don't want to say, and then he just rattles off three things that he doesn't want to say. I don't want to say this, and then I say it immediately after. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I do say that. Yeah. I do do that. So anything else on the on the on the new deal here? You had you said you had two things. You talked about frenzy, and I think there was one more thing that you wanted to mention here. The or- last thing was just upgraded spells, and the only thing I want to say about that right now is I feel like it could be very dangerous. Uh-huh. For those of you who don't know, the upgraded Huh? I was laughing. I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> No, I don't want to, like, I don't want to commit to, I don't want to have this be something that somebody quotes me on later on. <laughs> like, I feel like upgrading spells have the potential to be very dangerous if they aren't balanced well, because they upgrade at 5 and 10 mana, but their cost doesn't go up. Mm-hmm. So, there, eventually you will have a 2 mana card that will give you 3, 3-2 three, imps. And I feel like that's moderately balanced. I But I also feel like... It could get way out of hand. Like, let's say they come up with, let's just say, a Warlock one. I'm not sure if that's necessarily going to happen, but it upgrades, and every time it upgrades, you just draw an extra card. So it's like a two-mana draw one card, then a two-mana draw two cards, and two-mana draw three cards. Actually, it's not that broken. But let's say it's a two-mana draw, like, one card, then two-mana draw two, and then uh, two-mana draw four cards or something when it's fully upgraded. Like, a two-mana draw four is really strong, and without having to upgrade in any way other than just let the turns pass, it's kind of crazy. Also, the other thing that I feel could be broken is with a ramp deck like Druid, specifically Druid, I feel like their upgrade card, because every class is, I'm assuming, going to get one, theirs will inherently be better than everybody else's because you will more consistently upgrade your cards. So I feel like that card needs to be a little bit weaker to counteract the fact that they're going to be able to upgrade it faster and it's just i feel like this mechanic is cool but could also become very broken or hard to balance very quickly just in general yeah the it's one it it is essentially a mana cheat in disguise isn't it right the, yeah so like i'm looking at it right now actually on the on the deal there you have on on the jinx tv one is you have the Imp Swarm, which looks mm-hmm. to be like this is Fell, the name of the card. So that's there's your yep. Warlock card, I think, right? That would be, mm-hmm. it looks like it is. So on turn 10, it would summon three, three, two Imps, right? And imagine if, if there was this same card in Ramp Druid, right? If there was, so you could play two mana uh, and, you know, on turn on turn 10 you you'd be able to get there as early as like turn four even or five uh, sometimes right you could so i'm not saying you would but the 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 mana creep here is um is really really in disguise i i saw when they when they did the blizzcon video 
they show the one of the cards they're like yes and if you could get the same amount of mana for just two and and then a guy and you show the it shows the card come out and it clears an entire board so it looked to me like what it was was a two mana flame strike basically and yeah and like so that was that was a little bit frightening the thing is, is i think what the theory is here is is that they'll probably be bigger cards on the end that's what my I suspect that you'll have lots of board, uh, lots of board presence later on that w- yeah. won't be necessarily be able to be cleared by uh, by a two mana, um, you know, like a two mana four damage to each minion, something like that. So uh, that that again, that could be evident that we're leading to a more winning the board type of thing and having a need for it a lower mana to do so because they may just give. And as you as noted earlier when we were talking about the video, what did you say that most of the frenzy cards had? Most of the frenzy card had an addition in health, right? Mm-hmm. So you said most of them, or you, the ones that didn't, or the one that didn't gained more health, right? After you triggered frenzy, yeah. So like the one that transforms into a taunt minion. So you see what I'm saying? It's kind of going towards that that idea. Maybe this is what it's about: winning the board. Maybe that's where we're going. Yeah. I'm excited if that's if that's the case. I feel like it'll be way more fun trading back and forth as opposed to just absolutely popping off and OTKing or killing the opponent turn five or six consistently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with all that. Yeah, man. Well, it, we've been, we've been doing this for quite a while on the, on here now, but I just want to say one thing. <laughs> it's so funny. is just, I don't know about you guys. If you've been listening, like, like listen closely and then we'll have to go back to another episode. There was an episode that Ecor and I did that, he spoke, he was like, I'm so excited. And I don't know, today he seems just not as equally excited as he was for Dark Moon Fair. But it all, but the Dark Moon Fair only excitement only lasted about like three days. And I don't quote him on that though. But he was super hyped to the end. There. I was pretty hyped. <laughs> I was. So having said that, uh, make sure that you give this video that thumbs up. Also subscribe to Ecore's channel. Because the guy is putting out content daily basis in between all this time at school. And you know what? Hitting that thumbs up and giving the comments and stuff like that is what it's all about. So make sure that you like and subscribe and come on over to the second segment on my channel. That's just how I feel about it. So for that reason, I do like the deck in that aspect when I'm the one playing it. it Hearthstone Meta Hype down here with Ecore, and I am Venga Dragon, and we are going to talk about something pretty cool, which is the top five decks after the nurse. But before we get that going, I just want to make sure that you guys know that we have a giveaway going on for the Hearthstone Meta Hype. You can find that in the links below, and you'll see it down here as well. Plenty of ways to enter. It's all free. And we're going to be adding some more. We're going to be giving away bundles and we're going to be doing all things. Right now, you'll find that information by clicking on that link. So let's go, Ecor. What's up, man? Nothing much. You know, just kind of busy with school and all that. Uh, I had a quiz a few days ago. Kind of bombed it. But they dropped the lowest quiz, so it's fine. Other <laughs> than that, I've been kind of just, you know, chilling, playing Hearthstone, playing some games with friends and doing and doing homework a lot. It's like, he's like, uh, it's like Ecor sitting in the class and, and the professor's like, 
Well, we dropped the lowest score and we took away the highest score. Right when he says the lowest score, he was like, he raised his hand. That was me. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, and that would probably have been me in college as well with the lowest score. Or sometimes you guys might be surprised that I actually sometimes had the highest score. But more often than not, it was probably the lowest. So no, well, it's not the lowest score in the class. I didn't do that bad. It's my oh, okay. lowest personal score. They lower the. How do you know? No, 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 no. How do you know? What are you grading everybody's papers? I don't understand. All right. Well, I mean, it might be the lowest overall, but I don't think so. It's graded online. Mine was not the lowest. I don't think. So. <laughs> That's because some okay, of well. our commenters and and people who who say stupid things to us aren't in your class. But anyway, so let's <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I'm basically just gonna we're gonna talk about the top decks in the meta, the top five, particularly. Number? Obviously, yeah. some decks won't be on this list, um, but I mean, I we could probably have an honorable mention where we just say the names of a couple more decks at the end there, um, okay. just to make sure people don't get too upset. Like, hey, my deck wasn't on there. Well, you know, if you, if if your deck doesn't appear on the list, make a comment below and say give us a reason why it should be, or just give the name, you know, the, the archetype, yeah. and we're happy to. Yeah talk about it so number five let's go number five in my opinion uh or no not in my opinion this is an objective fact if i say it it is it is law <laughs> i guess <laughs> it's it, otk yeah. demon hunter otk mm. demon hunter is a deck that i don't think is the most interactive but i mean i have a blast playing it i'm 17 and 5 with it once you learn how to play this deck um and you know when to use certain resources when you can use um because sometimes you have to use OTK combo pieces to survive, like into an aggro deck. But you have other lifesteal cards later on that you can use. So you just need to know, like, okay, I need to use a lifesteal card here to survive. And I just need to hope to draw one later. Um, when to use a Morg Artificer to help you remove the board or when to save it for your Ilganoth. What cards to keep your no-opening hand. All these things make the deck somewhat difficult to play. But... And that's why it's number five on the list, because it's not as easy as some of the other decks I'm going to mention. But once you learn how to play this deck, it becomes, like, the best deck in the game, arguably. It just has a higher skill cap than some other decks. What are your thoughts on it? Well, one of the things about Demon Hunter that I've always said is, is that in the hands of a very good player, there's a lot of archetypes that are just lethal with Demon Hunter class. And then put put those... that same deck into the hands of a of a not so good player, then they're they're the decks are usually better than average. The case with this deck that you're talking about, the Demon Hunter mm-hmm. Lifesteal, right? OTK, mm-hmm. is not that. It's it, not that on the on the negative side. Meaning, if you put it in the hands of a not so good player, like a, a, let's just they go will for, fail. They will yeah, fail like, hard. Yeah. Like, like let me say, bad player, right? Bad. Yeah, yeah. Like a bad player will fail with this deck. Yeah. But a and a and a a good player or a great player will just be absolutely lethal with it. So I just that's just how I feel about it. So for that reason, I do like the deck in that aspect when I'm the one playing it. it but I'm not. I don't really play it because I just don't. I just don't really play Demon Hunter. It's just it's just something I haven't done yet. So that's uh that's it. 
Or I'm a bad yeah. player. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. Um, like even a good player, I would consider myself a good player. When I first started playing the deck, the very like first ten or twenty games, my win rate was like fifty percent, maybe one or two games above fifty percent. Now, after playing it for like three whole seasons, uh, my win rate is like seventeen and five, which is much better than about fifty percent. So it definitely takes some time. And even good players will take a little bit to like fully understand how it works. So I don't necessarily want to call them bad players necessarily, just inexperienced players with with the deck. Yeah. And with some experience, the deck will become absolutely busted, and you will climb a lot of ranks with it. That's about that's just it. And the other thing is, it sticks around next expansion because all the Demon Hunter stuff is from this year. Um, so that means it'll most likely be available next year as well, which is kind of spooky, in my opinion. But I don't think that uh, I beam stays though. I beam leaves. Well, yeah, that might it might leave. But even so, you have the fell scream blast, which is the card that's the most important for the combo. So you can probably find one or two replacements, and then just keep fell scream blast because it's um, not a card that'll rotate out, and that will be something that they use to win. Ah, so, okay. All right. So, I think. Yeah. Unless so, I'm unless I'm missing something important here, I'm pretty sure nothing rotates out. All right, so let's get into number four. Number four is, it was hard to decide for me. I'm just going to say warrior, like a control warrior, with your win condition either being Silas or ETC. Both of those decks are, an uh, again, an OTK. And we were talking about in the previous segment about how OTKs are just out of control right now. Um, but they control really, really well, and warrior beats the other three best decks in the meta right now in my opinion spoiler alert the it this one beats the other three but it does have some glaring weaknesses where it doesn't do anything really proactive so some um control decks can end up beating you especially like a priest if they steal your win condition um and the, that, this is why it's down at the bottom. And the games are a lot slower, so it's a little bit harder to climb. It's a bit higher of a skill cap. You need to know when to use your removal. Similar to OTK Demon Hunter, right? Like, you need to... Because you're an OTK and you need to conserve resources to actually kill them with, and you need combo pieces, it will inherently be harder than, say, like, an aggro deck, where you just basically slam them in the face. You don't really have to conserve many resources. It's just, how fast can I do damage? And because, again, it's difficult to play, I'm putting it as number four, but it does, in my opinion, beat the th other three best decks. I think it kind of loses to OTK Demon Hunter, because OTK Demon Hunter gets its OTK really quickly. But overall, I think it's it's a really good deck, and I would recommend playing it, whether you use ETC or Silas as your OTK. Yeah, well, I think you covered just about everything that I would, would say in that. The only thing I want to add to it is, is that it seems like it, kind of is almost dare i say a bit of a fair deck in some ways like kind of kind of yeah i'd say it's pretty fair it's borderline fair right it's an otk deck that's kind of fair so yeah it's not as broken as demon hunter like otk demon hunter you can combo them turn like eight but this yeah. warrior deck the opponent has several turns to potentially kill you you yeah. need certain combos like risky skipper and armorsmith to stay alive in certain situations yeah um and then Plus, it'll take you like 15 turns or 12 turns or something to actually yeah. draw the combo. So yeah. I, I I think it's a much more balanced OTK deck, yeah. just in general. And the thing is too is if you get a card like like the like Silas or whatever in your opening hand, or you get even 
the first, the other what's the the one four that is used? I forgot the, the name. The soulbound ash tongue or something like that. Yeah, soulbound ash. If you get that in your opening hand, it's bad because it's just a dead card that you can't use for for quite yeah. a while. So whereas uh, so there, the, demon hunter, it's not know, the case all the time. Yeah, it's not the case. It's like so your tools are kind of limited. So that's what makes yeah. it fair. But and that and that's the deal. So all right, so number three. Number three, in my opinion, uh, again, my opinion is law, I guess, <laughs> is Zulok. Zulok, the reason why it's number three, and then it's behind some of the other decks on here, is because it does damage to itself, which makes it very, very vulnerable to other aggro decks. However, the reason why I think it's number three is because if you pop off with this deck and you're not playing against something aggro like Burn Mage or Aggro Rogue or even Hunter to some extent... You build up a massive board, you pop off, and you can easily beat most other classes out there. Like, you can beat Demon Hunter uh, pretty easily, because at least most people play OTK Demon Hunter, which means their removal for, like, giant boards is somewhat limited. Like, it's hard for them to kill off an 8-8 without using something that's actually important. Druid has no removal, and you getting minions out usually beats them. Priest, their AOE only does two damage, so if you buff up your minions, they just you just slam them. Um, Shaman, like Totem Shaman, needs to have minions on the board. So if you're playing Zulok, you play Zulok as a sort of controly deck into that matchup as opposed to aggro. You kill off their totems, they can't snowball, you just you just win. Um, but yeah, it is a little bit vulnerable to some aggro decks because it does damage to itself. And really good removal from something like a warrior if they have brawl on curve. But as long as you don't run into like those couple of things, this deck beats pretty much everything else. And even into some bad matchups, if you pop off super hard or you get the um I forget what it's called, but the the warlock card that gives a demon lifesteal and plus three attack. If you can get that and get yourself out of the danger zone of an aggro deck. It can beat pretty much anything, in my opinion. Like I yeah. used it, it was my most played deck last season. I went like 50 and 24 with it or something really solid win rate i climbed from 7000 to 2000 legend with it um this is really really good yeah the only thing i add on that is is it's sort of like a zubred like you know you've heard the word hybrid right it's like mm-hmm. a zubred mm-hmm. it could be it, it could be like ecor said it could be a control oh, yeah. <laughs> deck and it could be a, a typical aggro. aggro and both of which, yeah. are, you know, it's both so are good versions. Yeah, both and it's not even versions. like different versions; it's just slightly different play styles based on the deck you're playing against. Yep, exactly. So versatility is a very important thing with the deck, and and that's pretty cool. And that definitely puts it at number three. So I will ask you now for number two. Number two, I think, is Burn Mage. Burn Mage has seen a pretty big spike in popularity recently, and is really strong. It beats. Uh, decks like OTK Demon Hunter, because if you're not playing that many minions and you're relying on spells for your damage, OTK Demon Hunter sometimes, uh, they just don't have targets to lifesteal off of, which can be somewhat difficult for them. It beats Zulok, because like I said, Zulok does damage to itself. Um, Burn Mage is pretty fast, so it can beat a lot of the slower decks like Druid, like, um, Hunter, like Shaman, um, and any Warlock deck, by the way, not just Zulok. It does struggle a little bit against Warrior and to some extent Priest because of all of their healing and armor, but most other matchups are pretty solidly in favor of Burn Mage. Like, I'm 20 and 10 with it right now, um, and I've it's felt really, really strong. 
And the yeah. builds that you have with it have arcane explosions and firebrands, which help you deal with early game aggro from like a stealth rogue or a zoo lock, which means you don't get rushed down um, super consistently. And Frostbolt slows down weapon rogue and stealth rogue quite a lot as well. So I think that it, it has enough removal and enough control to barely survive aggro decks while also having plenty of damage to kill off most other classes as long as it's not like a warrior with 20 armor or something yeah the my thoughts on this deck is one of the interesting things about it is it does sort of stick to the mage archetype it's uh, a deck that is a again has the small spells in it it kind of it has some some buffs of of spell damage or, or lots of buffs for spell damage and it sticks within the the archetype of mage. It, there's it's not all of a sudden some crazy healing that occurs on turn eight or something where your opponent is now back up like ten points. You know, so the the good thing about it is is that the the pilot, the mage, must mm-hmm. go through the game with a game plan and stick to it and make sure that they can execute it. And there there are decisions to make. So it can sometimes feel like it's not an interactive deck to play against. But there are there are many times where as you're you're you are their opponent and you you can kind of go along with it and figure out how you want to play. So it's it's a two v two a two v two or one v one, right? It's not a yeah. A, it's not a, a, a you know we're just racing a clock. Not always, but sometimes. So all right, well I think we got to that point guys and the number one deck in hearthstone right now after the nerfs is if you guys haven't guessed it already this when you hear it you'll be like oh yeah of course and it's 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 stealth rogue or just rogue in general like rogue is so strong right now i can't decide between weapon stealth or world kick rogue all of those decks are top tier of some of the highest win rates in the game are relatively easy to play the only reason why i'm saying aggro stealth rogue maybe above the other two is because it's the easiest one to play you don't need to really like with weapon rogue you need to manage your weapons attack a little bit to combo with steel dancer world kick rogue is a little bit harder just in general because there's a lot of combos but stealth rogue you just play minions hit face use pen flinger um, along with some spells and usually you get enough damage to kill the opponent in about six or so turns like i cannot tell you how broken this deck is i've played this deck and i play distracted kind of goofing off and just you know looking at chat and i'm currently (laughs) 19 and 6 with this deck without even fully paying attention like i miss lethal sometimes like it's something that i'm known for because i'll be like looking at chat someone will be like hey it's your turn i'm like oh shoot and i start (laughs) running out of time and i don't get lethal Mm -hmm. and uh i'm probably i can guarantee you i've missed at least one lethal because I wasn't paying attention to like my pen flingers correctly and I could have maybe pushed a little bit more damage, right? Um, and even despite that, I'm still just 19 and 6. You just kind of turn your brain off, slam face, and with cards like um, Nitro Boost Poison, which can do anywhere from 4 to 8 damage, excuse me, 4 to maybe even 10 damage, um, if you can get 4 attacks out of your self sharpening sword. A stuff like Spy Mistress, which is a three attack stealth minion that the opponent really can't kill reliably um, unless they take face damage first and it no longer has stealth. Um, yeah. The fact that it has Swindle, Greyheart Sage, 
and Secret Passage. Secret Passage, a one-mana draw four, by the way, and Cutting Class, which means you can draw through almost your entire deck in, like, eight turns. I've seen rogues run out of cards in, like, eight or nine turns. They <laughs> run out of cards before they get to the maximum amount of mana. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah. And the only decks that this really struggles against is Priest and Warrior, and even then... A lot of the time, you do so much damage, warriors can't deal with it. Unless they have weapon removal, your weapon will do enough damage to make up for their armor. And priest, since they can't gain armor, your early game tempo is usually enough to counteract whatever healing they get, and you win that as well. Like, I have very few bad matchups with this deck, if any. It all feels super duper good. Yeah. The, this deck is is a monster. It definitely went the and I'm speaking of World Kick, actually. I I because I feel like World Kick is there is a little bit more that swirling effect, the combo, the mm-hmm. combo, yeah. right? And that's huge. The funny thing is, is you might already know, so it may not be a guess, but tell me what and I do know the answer. What is the World Kick Master uh part of? What is the set that it's part of the set um i want to i'm not looking right now i'm i'm looking i'm gonna look directly at the camera nothing off to the side i i didn't know you're gonna ask this um i want to say ashes of outlands i feel like it hasn't been in the set for so super long or it's a super old card and it's almost two years old and it's seen almost no play until like right now it's one of the two that's exactly the answer. The second one is the answer, and it's part okay, so of it's super old. Okay, Saviors of Oldham, dude, it's that old. Yes, That's, it's been it's it's either super recent or it's two years old, like the Saviors of Oldham, yep. and it's just nobody's played it. And honestly, I think the Foxy Fraud and Swindle and like the Prize Plunderer and Brain Freeze, those four cards combined really just made for a really powerful uh world kick rogue deck because there's so many cheap combos yeah i remember the first day that this deck really like you start seeing world kick right i always i thought that world kick was part of the new card set i'm yeah, like I thought it was look, new <laughs> yeah i'm like let me look again i'm like savers of all doom i'm like oh my goodness gracious where, where has this card been and it's just a it it is if if, if you have any rogue players out there here you go world World Kickmaster is is the is one of the key components in getting your friend nerfed. <laughs> it got it, this is this is the card that helped get um <laughs> Van Cleef nerfed is what yeah. it, it what it was. And this and also Foxy Fraud as well. But this is the culprit right here. Been in the meta, just hanging out, no one was playing it. Saviors of a Lu meta or set. And then all of a sudden it appears with all these great cards that surround it. And we've always talked about this E-Core. One of the things that in always happens in the meta is that there is, a, it's not necessarily the card itself that is the, is the problem. It's the cards that surround it. And yeah. so here's an example of where there was no cards around it. And and now that you can see just how broken this card is with the with some of the cards that are in there. Yeah, once it's, it got a little bit of support, it became broken. Yeah, it's broken. So so that's the thing. When you do nerfs and stuff like that and you change up the meta and you do these all these different things, it just comes to a point where if something breaks, another thing breaks. You fix that thing, another thing breaks. This breaks, that breaks, all these things. So having yeah. said that, we're going to get on out of here. 
we always enjoy having you guys chill out with us. I know Ecor does. And, I, do. Uh, I do. We really do. Ecor you know, and I, we do this once a week for you guys, and we do it for ourselves because we enjoy talking to each other and hanging out. We appreciate mm-hmm. everybody that's in here in the comments and all the thumbs up and likes. Make sure that you don't forget to go over to Ecor's channel and see the first segment if you haven't done already. Make sure that you subscribe to my channel and also enter our giveaway. We're having a great time. You know what, Igor? You know what time it is, right? Stay hype. You know, stay hype. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs>